Happy Monday, family. Today on the show, we're talking Brandy Rhodes, Willow Nightingale, AEW, Ring of Honor, and what happens when a queen meets a queen. It all goes down today here on WWT Live, the Monday edition. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Monday, good people, and welcome to WWT Live as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I am the professor. They call me Gerard Bonner around these parts, and it's good to have you here. I hope you've had an absolutely amazing weekend. There are a lot of things that are going on, and you know the world of wrestling is never a dull moment. So shout out to all of you who are joining us. I see my good cousin, Ronnell is in the building. Good to see you. And to everyone else who is joining us live or who will see this later, welcome aboard. So there's plenty to talk about. The boss lady will be joining us in a few minutes. As believe it or not, WWT is on its way to Monday Night Raw out in California. So we'll have some great representation there. Meanwhile, somebody's got to hold down the fort. And I drew that stick, and I'm actually very, very proud to do that. So with that said, let's dig into uh, a lot of conversation that we're going to be having surrounding what has happened in the past weekend and what we're going to be going through today. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is how Monday Night Raw is scheduled to kick off tonight. So if you'll remember last week, we started kind of this world tour for Becky Lynch as the NXT champion, and she had an open challenge. The open challenge was supposed to be for one Tegan Knox, And, of course, we would find out later that Tegan Knox was pulled for some creative reasons, moved to main event, and that meant Natalia got the straw to take on Becky Lynch in what was a great match, a great, great match for the NXT Women's Championship. Well, we have heard that tonight, Tegan Knox is scheduled to start Monday Night Raw. Now, I don't know if that means she's going to end up in a title match against Becky Lynch, if she's perhaps going to speak her piece about what happened last week or what will go down. But I do know for sure Tegan Knox is slated to be a part of Monday Night Raw and, in fact, to kick off the show tonight. So be on the lookout for that. What would you guys like to see Tegan Knox do? It's been a long time since we've seen her on our television screen. So I'll be intrigued to see what indeed Tegan Knox does tonight as part of Monday Night Raw. I see some great folks hanging out in the chat. JD, I see you kind, sir. Bobby, I see you as well. Bobby says, I hoped we'd see Becky Lynch versus Tegan Knox for the NXT Women's Championship on Raw. That could happen as soon as tonight. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But one thing we can confirm is that Tegan Knox will be on Monday Night Raw tonight. We'll find out what she is doing in just a couple of hours. In the meantime, there's some interesting conversation going around about the former NXT Women's Champion, one Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, at this particular point, is saying that she is officially a free agent, which means that there's the possibility for her to come back to the WWE. Now, for those who may have remembered or maybe even forgotten, Mandy Rose was released from the WWE after some things went down with OnlyFans, and there was a lot of controversy around that. Ultimately, she would not give up her OnlyFans and FanTime account, and because of that, that caused and precipitated her release. We found out that, well, you know, she stayed with only time and or excuse me only fans and fan time because well she made a lot of money she made like a million dollars in that first week after her release it was really really crazy so yeah in terms of what mandy rose feels like doing she spoke to tmz and here's what she said she said quote financially i've been doing very well personally and mentally i've been doing amazing i have so much more time to spend with my family and get involved with more things that i never thought i'd be involved in it's been awesome she goes on to tell people that she goes on to say that wwe is an amazing platform i am forever grateful but it's not the end all be all and there are amazing opportunities 
afterward. Now, she went on to speak about the recent releases from WWE, and she said, I always tell everyone there are so many opportunities out there. I feel for people that did get released because that's not the phone call you want at the end of the day. I have a lot of connections, and I always tell them you can call me. I have all the hookups. Holler if you hear me. Well, she didn't say the holler if you hear me part. I did. She did go on to say, if you want to go my route, which is the OnlyFans route, it's been amazing. I can't complain. Now, now in reference to performing, she did say that she does miss performing and she misses the camaraderie. She misses the adrenaline rush as well. She says, I can't sit here and say I don't miss it. However, I'm keeping myself super busy to not have to think about it as much. I don't know about the future, but I am a free agent. And if the right call comes around, I feel like making an appearance and coming back to any wrestling federation out there. Not saying it's a no, but it has to be the call. So I'm curious, where do you think? Well, first of all, do you think Mandy Rose will show up again in the world of wrestling? And if so, where? While you figure that out, uh, the boss lady's here. Boss lady, how are you? What's up? I thought you were going to wait for me. You're like, nah, we getting started. Whether y'all here or not, y'all in the streets. You know what? I feel a certain responsibility that <laughs> if I'm in charge or if I have to run the ship while you're gone, that I have to start things on time. Like I just, it's just, I want to manage time well and be a good steward of what you've given me. So that's why we did that. I don't know if that's like, that's like to me, like as far as no 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 it's 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 me just trying to manage things well like i don't want to be perennially late if i don't have to be so that that's just probably more a me thing than a you thing but yeah now jd is saying you sound like you're underwater and you do sound a little bit different than when you first got on but she's heading to raw guys so yeah we might get her back in a little bit i don't know uh-oh. I can barely hear you. She's waxing poetic. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Well, we'll hear her soon, I'm sure. Uh, let's run through some of the comments that we have as we're talking about all things Mandy Rose. Uh, let's see. Bobby says maybe Mandy goes back to WWE or to Impact or to AEW. Uh, so Dylan says she's a free agent. So here's the deal. Uh, she was released, of course, from her contract, but being released also meant she had that 90 day compete and the like. Now, again, 90 day compete meant that or non-compete rather meant she probably should have been free as early as March. But I don't know if she's saying free agent relative to the end of what the rest of her contract was. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Jeffrey says, whatever she does, I'll support her either way in wrestling. JD, do we need Mandy Rose if she made so much money and she was only so-so in the ring? That's quite the comment. Now, you know, I think she was getting a lot better. And by the time she was released, she had really hit a really strong point. Um, and some could make the argument that maybe it was because it was NXT 2.0. But I do think that she you know, really did make massive improvements in the ring. Now, granted, the money she's making now, she wouldn't be coming back to WWE for the money. It's pretty safe to say. Um, so there's that. Let's see. Uh, Dylan, good to see you. Mandy Rose and Maddie Renkowski would be a great tag team or part of a stable. That would be a lot of fun for sure. And uh, when you get that itch, it's not hard to scratch. And that's the other thing, you know, performing and being in the space of pro wrestling while some may do it for the money, there's also the rush. There's the level of creativity, all of those things that come into play as well. <laughs> only JD. I'm sure only JD says, I'm sure only fans will do Shelton Benjamin well. That's kind of hilarious, actually. Uh, Bobby says, if she does come back to wrestling again, who would you like to see Mandy Rose wrestle against? Well, that would be interesting. I think there are a lot of uh, potential candidates for her to battle certainly in the NXT space, whether that is uh, Tiffany Stratton, um, whether it is, and I, I think I'd be really interested to see her going up against um, some of the newer 
folks that are headed to NXT, depending upon how that looks. Her and Lyra Valkyria, I think, would make for a great match as well. So I'm looking forward to potentially seeing all of those things. You guys are funny. Uh, Dylan says the professor wants to go forward with time. Hey, look, I believe in being a good steward of time. That's just kind of a, a me thing for sure. Uh, Boza, good to see you. I don't know if Mandy expects to be back with WWE. And I think based on what she said, it may not necessarily be a pitch to WWE. It might be an opportunity for the other TK to give her a call or maybe even impact. And I think, again, that's one of the super cool things about where we are in pro wrestling right now. The wrestling business for everybody is a very healthy place. So there are options for people to go and for people to be able to thrive as well. Let's see. Uh, Shadow Ranger, good to see you. I don't think Mandy is going to bring any new fans to any promotion. I'm not sure about that. Given her following on OnlyFans, uh, people will certainly follow, I'm sure. And then she does still have a strong following from the WWE contingency. Boza says, Mandy was in the best spot when things happened. Who knows if she had been training? Would Impact or AEW want her? Uh, that'll be interesting. Let's see what else is going on. Lots of lots of things happening here in the chat. Dylan says, Shayna and Mandy are the greatest women's NXT champions of all time. I'd like to add Asuka to that as well as the longest reigning NXT women's champion. Boza says, we have to remember Mandy was hitting, hitting her peak as NXT women's champion. Uh, yeah, she certainly was. And she had a very lengthy title reign. So that would certainly be a thing. Boza also says it would be interesting no matter where she goes. Um, would WWE own the rights to Mandy Rose? I'm pretty sure they would. Uh, Bobby would like to see Mandy versus Lola Vice. That would be interesting. And Boza also says wrestling is in a great spot. Mandy would fit fine wherever. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You know, I don't know if the name piece would be as important. You know, I mean, we've seen a number of name changes from company to company. I think Mandy at this particular point is well known enough to where people would be able to respond to her in kind. So, yeah, interesting times for Mandy Rose, whether or not she'll be back in the space of pro wrestling is still to be determined. Uh, certainly, if she's coming back, it's obviously not for the check. Now, speaking of checks, somebody who certainly would be still getting a check for a lengthy period of time will be this guy, the brand new ROH World Heavyweight Champion and New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. That would be Eddie Kingston, who's really coming off of one of the best couple of weeks of his life. I mean, you know, he had an amazing showing, of course, uh, of the last couple of weeks in all things AEW this past week winning the Ring of Honor World Championship as part of Grand Slam Dynamite. And now we're happy to report that he has signed a new four-year deal with AEW. There's an interview coming with him with Fightful a little bit later today. But congratulations to Eddie Kingston. And, you know, when you start thinking about stories, the story of Eddie Kingston, I think, is something special. Here's a guy three years ago who made his way into AEW during the pandemic and things got so tough for him that he literally had to sell his wrestling boots. I mean, it was a really rough time. And he went from the NWA and selling his boots to now being a double champion in AEW and in New Japan, which is super exciting. The fans are completely behind Eddie Kingston. And he's getting ready for what I think could be one of the greatest matches of his life at Wrestle Dream this Sunday, taking on Katsuyora Shibata in another title for well, not quite title for title match as the uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship is not on the line, but Eddie Kingston's two championships are on the line. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens for Eddie Kingston and all that he's doing. But congratulations to him, a double champion with another four years in AEW. I think the boss lady is officially back, donned in her women's wrestling talk team. Uh, are you back, TK? <laughs> I feel like I'm on a newscast. Are you there? Can you hear us now? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on location. Uh, you are on location, literally. Clearly, my headphones don't want to work. but uh, I, So I apologize in advance, JD. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm here. We're just going to roll with it. 
Awesome sauce. Well, we're just covering Eddie Kingston and his uh, brand new deal, uh, four years with AEW, which I think is a pretty awesome space. I I mean, I think I think it's great for him. I think I said that on Friday. Like he he's he's been legit in the game for a long period of time and never truer a person as far as character. So well deserved for people who for people who haven't appreciated him, they should appreciate him now. But for people who've been like knowing him, like super stoked for him. Absolutely. It's a really, really great time for him. And so we're really excited. And again, it's just kind of one of those moments where all of these things are coming together for Eddie Kingston right now, which I think is cool. The fans are loving him. Great stories being told. Great opportunities from wrestling in Japan to winning multiple championships. And now he's the Ring of Honor World Champion. That's pretty cool to say the least. So congratulations to Eddie Kingston. And so from uh, becoming a world champion to wrapping up a world tour, what happens when a world champion meets one of the goats? Yeah, it kind of happened over the weekend for the Renaissance World Tour in Houston as uh, the Impact Women's World Champion, the Knockout World Champion, Naomi, excuse me, Trinity, sorry, it just kind of happens by accident. Trinity had an encounter with Beyonce. TK, you want to tell them about this? Because this is pretty awesome. It is so, um, I'm just trying to look for the location I'm supposed to be at today. Uh, oh, I think, please I think don't get lost. No, I know. Boza or JD, if you in the chat, let me know Toyota Center is the place I'm supposed to be going for today. But anyways, while I uh, figure out my life. Um, so yeah, it was really great to see um, because uh Trinity had just finished shooting, I think, Impact in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not so sure with the middle part of the country, but I'm believing Nashville is kind of close to Texas. That's where Beyonce was having her um, her show. And a lot of people, like I know a lot of people from L.A. that actually went to that Texas show. Um, yeah. So last minute, she got like, this is, where I t this is where I say, and I've talked to people on different shows and stuff like that about having a good team. And what I mean by having a good team is not only having the lawyer on deck, um, you know, the mentors on deck, a hairstylist on deck, like people on your team that like, no matter what they rock with you, like this is what having a team means. So she called her friend and made that outfit in less than 24 hours for that show. And um, she got like super close. She was pretty much by the stage. Beyonce saw the outfit and gave her like, you look good, sis, type thing, and here we have it. And I was actually like kind of going through um, Trin's social media. I mean, she's always been posting pictures, but it's so crazy because I sent her a text. And I'm like, you've inspired me to like step up my selfie game. Like, I hate selfies. Uh, I don't really care for them. I feel like they take a lot of time and it's just unnecessary. However, um, for the greater part of social media and doing the Lord's work, I think selfies you know, you got to do it. So I told her she's inspired me to take more pictures. But that's the long story short of it. So, well, first of all, yes, I totally agree with you. Like, this is a pretty amazing moment. But now I have to ask, so did Trinity inspire your set of photos from yesterday on the socials? Is that is that where that came from? No, uh, subtle shade, but okay. Uh, no, that's not, there's no shade because, I mean, you were killing. I'm just saying I was complimenting you. Um, no, I have, again, this is where the brand team and, you know, stuff comes into play. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I, I have a set of people who, who see the vision and sometimes you need people to push you in that direction. Yeah. So, and then you also, it's, it's all at the end of the day, it's all about the numbers, right? So, you know, for anybody who's doing social media and stuff like that, just kind of look and, and it, that's part of your life. Yeah. as far as you know possibly getting other jobs and stuff like that just look at your numbers and see where you get the most likes and the most all that stuff and for me it's always been like taking pictures of myself like the thing that i don't want to do is like here here's the business or here's this here people could care less about that but when i take pictures of myself it's like dms are flooding and all this other stuff and there's there's <laughs> my dms are interesting they've, they've gotten interesting the last couple hours but yeah so it's it's the it's the team it's the team. Well, that may have been the perfect lob to welcome this guy. 
<laughs> Greetings, said I knew oh you God. were waiting for this. I mean, like, this is a lot. I'm just sitting here. Listen, I'm, I'm intaking it. I'm intaking it because because every time I post anything remotely fun, TK be up here talking about in the street saying, I was like, look at TK out here showing some skin. Look at it. I, I see you. I wasn't showing I any skin, though. There was no skin that was shown. TK was letting her light shine pretty yellow it was a good look i mean but she she had the pose and every like if you guys want to know what we're talking about go follow tk on the gram at tk trinidad and uh yeah i i'm now very curious who has the best dms right now is it said or is it tk said my my dms is hella dry don't we're not about to do that like <laughs> The fact that TK had to double down and say that her DMs are very interesting right now, I, I think we should just let her screen record and let this go down through. We gotta that got that has to be an episode. We just gotta go back and see. Nah, Women's yeah. DMs are always far more interesting than men's DMs. Mine are not that good. I'm telling you right now. I would agree yeah, with you. Know, those, those DMs would incriminate some folks, so we're not doing. Oh well, let's let's incriminate no one in the process. Let's <laughs> let's not do that. Oh boy. Well, let's do this. Let's hop into some more women's news, particularly around one Willow Nightingale, who uh, believes that there could be the possibility for an upcoming all women's show in the AEW ROH universe. Said, would you like to talk about that? JD, I'm gonna address that in a second, but let me. Uh -oh. <laughs> What's JD saying now? Uh-oh. Here's what JD's saying. He says, DMs become dry when you wear a pink wrestling and anime shirt. Hmm, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm talking about this shirt, we're talking about my Sailor Moon shirt. We're not gonna hit the Sailor Moon shirt. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Trouble, trouble, trouble. This is women's wrestling talk, and we support women's wrestlers around here. This is Wendy Chu. This is Chu Crew. I'm loyal. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Professor. I didn't catch your lob. I didn't That's catch your okay. lob. That's okay. I'll, I'll run with it. No worries. Uh, we're talking about Willow Nightingale. She recently did an interview where she was asked about the possibility of AEW doing an all-women show. And here's what she said. She said, I definitely think there's a future of having some sort of all-women's programming in AEW or even Ring of Honor. Then this is where things get interesting because she said in Ring of Honor, we have a lot of freedom. We see a lot more women's matches on there. The women's matches are given more time. Athena, who is currently the Ring of Honor Women's Champion, has defeated me a number of times, which goes to show how amazing she is. It's truly a testament to how talented and hardworking our division is. That's really a place that spotlights us well. And she's speaking of Ring of Honor. She goes on to say, we have time and great segments on our network shows, but there's a limited amount of time to work with for all of us. Whereas in Ring of Honor, we get that freedom. Maybe that could be a platform for us to get more and keep pulling more. So she says, if you want to see more women's wrestling, tune in to where they are being given those opportunities. And she says for Ring of Honor, by our programming, and that translates and speaks. So I think it's very interesting that she is going on record saying that Ring of Honor handles the women's division better than AEW. What are your thoughts on that, guys? And do you think that we will, at some point, get an all-women show? I mean, I think this would be a good play for uh, the fake TK to utilize. Um, it feels like he's using Ring of Honor as, you know, what AEW Dark was. Um, so this might be good. I mean, we're, well, I mean, it's mostly women's wrestling talk that questions him about women's wrestling, but, um, you know, where there are people who are asking for women's wrestling. And then on top of that, people who watch women's wrestling is the same demographic who watch wrestling. So for instance, the people who, you know, support women's wrestling talk, it's 90% men. So, you know, I'm assuming men also want to see women's wrestling, women's wrestling, not, you know, all of them, some of them are just jerks, but why, why not? And it speaks to, I feel, I feel like we're just in a good place right now to showcase that. Like you have a whole platform, you're not, get, you're not getting rid of ROH, use that to um, use that for women's wrestling. On top of that, she's right about AEW. With Wrestle Dream, there's only one women's match that's on there right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, why not? 
said. I find I find the very last part of this quote very interesting. Interesting, where she says, "Show up and support," and it reminds me of how, after all in, we kind of had that battle of both worlds. You had people on the side saying, "We're the women's match," and you had other people saying, "Like, look, this is what it is. If you don't go support the brands that are actually doing women's wrestling, then that's on you." And this is in regards to the scrum question where we're wondering why there weren't more time given to the championship match or the women's matches. So I think Willow's right. And if you're hearing it from the horse's mouth, which is a woman that performs on AEW as well as Ring of Honor, you do have to support some of the arenas where there's more women's wrestling going on. As far as an all-women show, I don't know. I don't know if TK will fake TK. I don't know if the fake TK will really do that. I think he's shown that he doesn't have that progressive mind yet. And it's going to take more people clamoring for it to actually happen. But I think a good pilot test would be a ring of honor for that to take place, whether it be uh, one of their shows being on nothing but women's matches or maybe even doing a small PLE of nothing but women's matches just so he can see that people tune in, people purchase, people believe in it so he can transfer some of that energy into the AEW brand. It's super interesting. There's some uh, comments here in the chat. Bobby says, I'd like to see an all-women's show for AEW Women's Division and Ring of Honor Women's Division. That would be interesting to see. Uh, Dylan says, if there's an AEW Women's show, it has to begin at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and all matches should go between four to seven minutes with very little storyline. Um, I'm not sure if Dylan's being funny or if he's super serious on that one because it could go both ways, actually. Um Let's see. Jeffrey says that's their time slot. Bobby says Ring of Honor does showcase indie wrestlers for ROH's women's division. Ronell says Will Willow isn't wrong. ROH does give the ladies time to flesh things out, and they do, and they have great matches. If you guys ever want to go back and watch, uh, I think it was a Chicago street fight between uh, Athena and Kiera Hogan. It was pretty brutal, and it was uh, pretty amazing to see. Shadow Ranger says people aren't supporting the promotions that heavily showcase women. Impact did all women's PPVs for five years and most didn't watch them. Um, interesting. I, you know, the, the other thing I think is now, is that because of the, is that because we have like these attachments to certain superstars or more so because of the promotions? Like I, I tend to I think, differ with I that. Think opinion. Gonna, I think it might be a numbers thing. Like I, I in all, Honesty, even though I'm a huge supporter, obviously, of women's wrestling, I don't think across any platform, um, like, you know, one of the reasons that we don't know whether it's for sure or not, but, you know, why Mae Young and um, Women's Evolution, those pay-per-views didn't go, didn't come back was because of numbers. And it's unfortunate, um, you know, if you take, for instance, WNBA, they were just going by numbers and ticket sales, WNBA wouldn't be around. So right. it's unfortunate that um, it's all it's all about the numbers and the money. So how much money are you going to put in? And I just finished watching wrestlers um, yesterday, mm -hmm. and that was like throughout the whole seven episodes. It was the reason why Matt came in. Also, their stuff is because of money, and you know, hopefully, because of that special, it's going to bring in more money. But there's going to be a time where it's dip it's dipping because that's not everybody's cup of tea. They're not going to want to go on a Thursday night to watch a live show. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but if we can find um, people who can creatively create places like WOW, who has a deal with CBS, right? And people can complain, oh, well, I can't find WOW, but it's on CBS. There's no other women's promotion that's on TV right now like that. So, you know, finding creative ways for the people who really love women's wrestling, um, you know, almost put your money where your mouth is. If you're complaining about there's not enough women's wrestling, like, are you are you tweeting about it? Are you putting social media behind it? Are you supporting those women's wrestlers as far as, you know, buying their merch? Are you watching it when it comes on television? Are you doing all those things? Because you can't just yell into the silo, there's not enough women's wrestling, and then you don't know what's happening on whichever promotion so it's a catch-22 because you know it's kind of like you can get more women's wrestlers you're not making as much money then there's gonna come a time that you won't be able to pay these wrestlers and then the wrestlers are gonna now say that they can't get paid so you know we had it's like almost a circle of life we have to make the money to pay the wrestlers in order to get more wrestling mm -hmm. no i i totally agree and i think this is um this is one of those continual discussions that 
really is one of the reasons I believe this platform becomes so important because noise has to be made about women's wrestling. You know, there have to be platforms that really talk about the value of women's wrestling, inform people of where they can find it, and then really be the ones with the bullhorn and the megaphone to say, hey, this is why this is important because there are other uh, larger media outlets that don't necessarily think about let's focus on women's wrestling and what that actually means. And so this is an interesting dovetail uh, to an article or some information about Brandy Rhodes, where she was interviewed recently uh, to talk about her time in AEW. And I think this is interesting because one of the things is uh, she was obviously a representative for AEW's women's division. She had the whole AEW heels thing going on. And she said, you know, quote, sometimes it's tough to talk to men about what our issues are. She said, I really did just want to be somebody who was there for the women to kind of run things by, you know, so she wanted to bridge the gap. And she said, I think in the beginning, things worked out really well with that. And, you know, I don't know if those things stayed. She went on to say what was uh, most hurtful about the criticism she received was that uh, was not the, that people looked to me, she said. Uh, she said, but rather no one stood up and said that it wasn't her fault. She said there were many people that I felt like could have stepped in and said, hey, you guys, this is a joint effort. This is not all on one person. But that was never done and never was said. And to this day, it's the, I feel like it's the first time that I'm talking about it. So it kind of goes back to something that we've said before relative to women's wrestling and representation, that it's important that you have somebody in those back offices behind the scenes who can speak to, you know, the stories that should be told by a group of people, how they should be told, the issues that they're facing. And when you don't have that representation, who's speaking up? And so with Brandy Rhodes out of AEW, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, who in AEW right now in a creative space is speaking up for women? Wouldn't it technically Aubrey Edwards? She's a referee. I don't know if she's in that creative space or not. I could have yeah. sworn she was on the board that uh that was a disciplinary was the board. Punk That's the disciplinary board, not necessarily okay. the creative board. Um, I, I mean it's again, it's one of those things where I think it was like an 80-20 as far as it was specifically for AEW. I'm pretty sure WWE the numbers are closely to the same, where it's like 80 wrestlers injured, whatever, as far as male wrestlers compared to like 20 or 30 female wrestlers. They have like mm -hmm. a a little, little under 100 wrestlers on their roster. So don't do the math. I'm just giving you some numbers because um, I know JD's about to say something. But with that being said, it's just kind of like it, it is it is frustrating because you might have that one advocate, but then how like they have to pick and choose their battles. Like mm -hmm. this reminds me, I was, I was working in radio and um, I already saw some, some stuff like, you know, when you get that feeling like, oh, this is not going to end well. And I hit up the person who, you know, would be my advocate. And he's like, look, I can't I can't step into that right now because I'm already advocating for all these other black people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when mm -hmm. he said that, I respected I respected the fact that he told the truth. But it's also like, damn, like you can't. And that's why it's kind of like. When people complain, complain and build build your own table, but then also try to advocate in other places. Mm -hmm. So, and it's unfortunate too because it's Brandy, and I mean, obviously, we know who her husband is. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it it is difficult. And then on, on top of that, too, you know, the people who sometimes look like you, um, or who look like you, are probably not even the best ones to be an advocate because they're looking out for themselves. So. <laughs> it's it's it, to be an advocate and speak for speak up for somebody else takes a lot of set of balls and a lot of people don't have that mm. well said said what are your thoughts i i don't think i could follow that i think i just learned that tk has her own personal paul Heyman. that's what i gathered from that <laughs> she has her own wise man <laughs> Yeah, she missed yeah, it. In the yeah, beginning, I said it's very important to have a team 
And in that team, you should have a couple of mentors. And if you don't have a mentor, then that just speaks to who you are as a person. Um, And, you know, you're not trying to elevate. You're just trying to stay in the same place. So Mm. if you don't have people who are in higher places and places you want to go, then, you know, and you want to stay where you are, then great. But if you're trying to do big things, then you need big people around you that you can actually talk to. Very interesting. I feel like that's in any industry, too. But Mm -hmm. keep going. Oh, yeah, I was saying, I feel like you need that on all industries. The comments for Brandy really spoke volumes, just the fact that she was saying that nobody really, it's not like nobody really was shoulder to shoulder with her, like echoing these same sentiments, which is very hurtful to her. And it makes you wonder if that led her decision to kind of stay away from the WWE space and pursue other endeavors outside of wrestling as well. Yeah, it is interesting. She certainly said that uh, she has retired um from pro wrestling which i think is uh really really interesting and she's pursuing some other uh spaces for sure so there were questions about madison rain in terms of being an advocate for aew but she is the coach of aew's women's division and her being the coach doesn't necessarily mean that she has creative input you know so i think she came after uh cody and brandy left yes she did a very short time as she was there when they came when they were there but i don't think i think it was after the fact yeah yeah it was very short and so i think that's uh just really really interesting to see you know those kinds of challenges and so i want to throw a question out that is somewhat related since we're talking aew uh the women's division etc 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 So for those who may not realize, this Sunday is a pay-per-view for AEW. It's called Wrestle Dream. And if you are keeping score, this is actually their third pay-per-view in five weeks. Third pay-per-view in five weeks. And this pay-per-view is also on Bleacher Report at the tune of $49.99. So I want to ask you guys the question, since... It was already rumored that AEW was going to start moving to a monthly pay-per-view space. And we talked about, you know, the idea of them ending up on HBO Max. Well, here we are, three pay-per-views in the last five weeks. Uh, If we go back to May, um, they've pretty much had a pay-per-view every month since May, with the exception of the month of July. So... Here's the real question. In this wrestling economy, do you, and this is for you guys in the chat as well, find yourself shelling out $50 a pop for an AEW pay-per-view? Oh, and let's remember, Full Gear is coming in November as well. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it is dependent on what that person's passion is. Like, I know people who they are all about wrestling they'll pay anything for wrestling i met several people in chicago and in los angeles um that like this is this is it like that's all they that's all they do so you know and it's a pretty big base as far as you have like those wrestling fans that no matter what it is they're going to watch it because they want to be the first to know what's going on and then you have the people who they like wrestling, but they also like other things. Like, you know, I, I do other things other than watch wrestling all the time. So, you know, opposed to spending $9.99 a Peacock and literally watching No Mercy the next or the day before that mm-hmm. um, and using your, you know, 50 bucks to go out for drinks on a Sunday and catch essentially Wrestle Dream on Twitter because, you know, everybody's going to be tweeting, tweeting about it. There's that group of people. And then you have like the super casual fans who tune in because they know certain people. I don't think they're going to buy. However, this could be just a test on how much people do buy. So referencing back to wrestlers um, that I watched yesterday, you know, um, Al Snow was hoping for like 500 buys for for review. And I think they got 70. Yes. So if, for instance, and I'm just throwing numbers out there, so again, don't quote me or anything like that, but if, for instance, for every one of those pay-per-views, you know, AEW is getting, let's say, 50,000, you know, people paying, paying, Mm -hmm. and this is not even, like, the entire market, or that's that's still a good number, because Mm -hmm. now you could take those numbers to a network and say, 
even we're charging them $50 a month and we're having all these pay-per-views and they're still buying. This is another mm -hmm. reason why, you know, you should deal with deal with us. Because now if they're buying at this, imagine how many more people are going to buy if it's just a subscription-based service. So I think the fake TK is using this as a way to kind of show, because it's all about the numbers, like I said before, as a way to show the networks, like, look, people are still buying. So now mm -hmm. this is an incredible deal for you, and this is why you should do business with us. Okay. Said, what are your thoughts on uh, AEW's three pay-per-views in five weeks, $50 a pop, a pay-per-view every month since May, with the exception of July? That's tough. And if, I, I agree with TK. It's a measuring six to see, to show how loyal the fans are and how much of them will actually buy the content month over month. But if that's supposed to culminate with this weekend and the Russell dream, this is a very competitive weekend for sports. Mm -hmm. Very competitive. So you have Russell Dream on Sunday, but you also have NXT on Saturday. You have Canelo Charlo uh, later that evening. I think you also have a UFC card competing against that. So I wouldn't be as optimistic about this weekend. And, that, and that's not even talking about college football and NFL. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be that optimistic about this pay-per-view uh, doing major numbers. Of course, you have your hardcore loyalists that are going to watch, but people might just be lagged out from everything on that's going on this weekend. So, And the way that the card is shaping out, it's a very good card for Russell Dream and the way they're painting uh, Zack Sabre versus Daniel Bryan is kind of a changing of the guard for professional wrestling. I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to see what's going on. But as far as actually buying the pay-per-view, like TK said, people might follow along on Twitter or follow along in the comment sections of other places just to get their news because there's going to be so many other things to consume this weekend alone. So it's interesting. Uh, I remember for All In London, they had like 200,000 uh, buys for that. But the next week for All Out, it was 100,000 buys. And they have been averaging, for the most part, around 100,000. I'm very interested to see what this pay-per-view is going to do for them because they've not tested their fan base like this before. They've mm -hmm. gone back to back where they went, you know, uh, double or nothing and then Forbidden Door with that being May, June. But this August, September, October, literally three pay-per-views in five weeks. I'm very intrigued to see, you know, how that turns out, which TK, you know, you've referenced wrestlers a couple of times. We we may have to actually have a wrestler's conversation at some point because there's so much to gain from that particular uh, docu-series. Oh, it's and, coming. We're going to be doing it this week. I haven't told you all, but. Oh, OK. That. Well, there it is. All right. Well, then I won't. Th there's one part. I don't know if we should talk about it now or we should save oh, it then. It. There, there's a comment that's made by the boyfriend of uh, Hollywood, Haley J, which, by the way, the idea that a woman is one of the main characters on this wrestler's deal is a big deal. You know, and we'll, we'll break into that uh, down the road. But there was a constant comment that kept coming from her boyfriend that every time I heard it, I thought to myself, we have to have this discussion. He is a wrestler who's been in the business, I guess, for about 15 years or so. And he constantly kept saying, why do we have to keep having these women's wrestling matches? Why do we have to keep having these matches? It doesn't make sense. They can't really wrestle anyway. And so I guess the question is, are you guys surprised at all to hear a wrestler actually on a docu-series on Netflix repeatedly saying as a man that he does not like women's wrestling. Um, I can appreciate it. And why I say that is I rather the, the era that we're in right now is an era of, you know, you have to placate to whatever the situation is, else you'll get canceled. Mm -hmm. And I'd much rather somebody say, you know, I don't really mess with women's wrestling or I don't really mess with this race or I don't really mess oh, with this. Whether I'll take this. I got to take, keep, keep going. Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. Um, for, for whatever reason that is, um, I rather them say that versus the other versus placate to say, yeah, I support women's wrestling too. When you're in your, their heart of hearts, you don't. 
Um, and he, you know, he could have a justifiable reason or he can have a not justifiable, non-justifiable reason. It's still, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I, I, I'm not, I'm not of the mindset to force somebody to, um, be passionate or believe that, um, there should be a space for me, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I could, I could appreciate it for the fact he, he said that, you know, I, it definitely did rub me the wrong way, but at the end of the day, like there's what a billion people in this world, like for me to really, um, get all up in arms by one person's, um, by one person's, um, views, that's not, that's not a productive time for me. Yeah. And like you said, it's one person's opinions out of the opinion of many that are out there. And we are in a generation of people who kind of throw a rock and hide their hands. So if you're going to be outspoken about your opinion and, and stuff like that it kind of weeds out everybody so like hey we know we're not going to try to convince this person i think uh i think that's what we'd want to hear the fake tk say it's like hey i just don't believe in women's wrestling all right let's move on you know yeah. next thing I and then you can kind of go to the places where people do believe in it and right. that you're going to get the type of content you want and 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 the thing is you know i think and and i don't know part of me doesn't think he doesn't believe in women's wrestling. I just feel like he's been in with football and soccer. Those are all very heavily male spaces. So this is a different take, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think, I don't think it's like, oh, well, I don't really like women's wrestling. I just feel like he just doesn't know how to market it properly. And he doesn't have the right people involved to do that. Um, but yeah, I would really appreciate him saying that versus, oh yes, it's coming. Cause if it is, I mean, he might be right. He might have a whole, storyline storyline planned for you know for late 2023 going to 2024 but um yeah it's just you know the 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 fake outrage and also people just placating to uh the current society standards it's just kind of like just be i'd rather somebody be honest and then i know yeah i can't f with you because we're not aligned i don't mind i don't mind being okay with people who have different opinions, there's a difference. But mm-hmm. somebody who is totally ignorant and can't appreciate um, the differences, like, okay, we can agree to disagree and we can be adults, I can mess with them. But the ones who are just like completely ignorant and they're, they're willing to die on the cross for something that's like very minuscule, I can't, that's, th- those people are dangerous. I can't mess with those people. Professor, you've been clipped. I've been told that that reaction to the phone call has been clipped. Oh, well, I'll have to explain that at another time. Uh, <laughs> offline, I'll explain what happened and you'll understand my reaction. Um, so, uh, I'm so, I'm, yes, fake outrage, which I think is a thing. Um, and I think, uh, who was it that made a point in here? It was Boza who says, newsflash, your girlfriend is the OVW women's champion. She just got to try out with WWE. I think part of it could be jealousy. And I do think a big part of it is jealousy. I mean, he did, he was very vocal that he'd been doing all this work for 15 years and uh, nothing has really come of it. Meanwhile, she has only been in the business for two and here she is going out to wow. And at that point, you know, they didn't know about the tryout that she just got last week. So yeah, it's it's a thing, but it's interesting because, and I think I can say this and be okay, I happen to know um, from some things that I have seen that not all promoters are excited about women's wrestling. Oh, yeah. So, That's you know, it, yeah, so it is, I think people have to understand that with women's wrestling, it is an uphill climb. It's an uphill climb, and, you know, we are fighting really we're fighting against a majority that most people don't want to talk about, you know, and there's a majority that is very, very comfortable with things being the way they are. Not everybody likes the idea of change and of other people coming in and taking that spotlight and being heavily applauded. Don't make the mistake of thinking that everybody's excited because you know, women show up in the main event of a WrestleMania or a Monday Night Raw or a pay-per-view. You know, not everybody is excited and pumped about that. So 
it's really a thing. And again, it's to your point from earlier, TK, it's why we all have to scream loudly from wherever our platforms are until it gets to the space of, you know, the people who help, who ultimately make these decisions. Right. And on top of that, too, it's just kind of like an echo, echoing essentially what I said before, like retweeting. Um, it's, it, you know, you can yell loudly and they can say no, and that's okay. But mm -hmm. if you're yelling loudly and you're, you're yelling is now becoming complaining and you're not doing anything in your, in your power, whether it's, you know, creating your own platform or whether it's, you know, supporting other wrestlers or supporting other podcasts, then like you're just yelling and it's a waste of time. Like I, I am definitely more about being active than um, complaining about stuff. It's like, how do we, how do we make this work? How do we make it better? And on top of that, I mean, I don't know, being a, a black woman and just seeing how far we've gone and seeing how far, you know, sports, the fact that, you know, if this was what, 25 years ago, there would have been no way I could have gotten a scholarship to the US. You right. know, there, there's been a lot of things that I've been afforded because of those people who not only yelled, but did stuff as far as legislation and did this stuff as far as questioning the people who were in power, not just sit at home and complain that, you know, oh, well, my daughter wants to play sports, but they're not letting her like, mm -hmm. like, are you, are you going to do anything? So, um, the, you know, it, it, and it seems like uh, me bringing up those examples might be the extreme, but I honestly believe there's going to be, there's going to be a time where women's wrestling is going to be the norm and these discussions won't happen. And people are, you know, people are going to remember the days where you only had one match, one women's match on a pay-per-view. But now, you know, we might have women's shows or, you know, we might have a whole thing where WWE and AEW now have a whole, like an all women's brand. Y'all want women's wrestling? Here you go. And, you know, I'd much rather that because honestly, you know, I like the guys, they're cool and all, but I'd much rather just watch women wrestle. And there it is. So uh, speaking of women's wrestling, uh, we just got word about uh, a certain NXT superstar who was injured. Yeah, yes, said. Go ahead. Can I, can I do this one? You certainly can. Yeah. <laughs> so what Professor was going to say is we just got worried about an injury update from an NXT superstar that was getting a pretty strong push before ultimately tearing their ACL. Now, I know a lot about torn ACLs. And I actually spoke to this person about their ACL when I met her at Wale Mania. And that person is Nikita Lyons. He seemingly got an update that she was getting ready to be cleared, not cleared to, for action, but to start training at the PC again and start doing in-ring training again soon. She did something. Uh, I, I'm not with the kids and I'm not up on the social media trends, but she did something called the water challenge. And I won't tell you how many times I watched this video, mind your business, but you can go check that out for yourself. And you can see that she's able to move fluidly as well, pretty much hinting at the fact that she'll be ready to come back to the ring in almost a year's time. Really strong update, I would say, because being able to get cleared within a year from surgery is actually a very big deal. So how many times did you watch the video? <laughs> That's the real question. Throw out a number. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, tell me. I. <laughs> I've, I had not heard about this challenge. What what kind of challenge is this? I I don't know what it is. She, I I think I think Nikita does a lot of dancing stuff in her in her Instagram content. I don't know the song. Is that a Beyonce song? I don't know. The water. I I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm asking TK because I'm not familiar with the song. I, I don't want the hive to come at, come for me. I'm not a Beyonce listener, so I don't I don't know. <laughs> So you 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 just knew it was a water challenge, and Nikita was doing the water challenge, and you uh, watched it uh, a ridiculous amount of times that you were able to bring it up. Is this is this what you're saying? That is accurate. I just follow. I just okay. read the caption and press play. That's all I did. A couple so times. Good. More. No. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, all that we, we actually did an interview with her before when, when she was with Wow, amazing story. Um, and you know, actually, after this last sentence, I have a question for you guys. So amazing story, and you know, the comeback is real. I feel like before she got injured, um, she was set, I feel like she was set 
to do something. I feel like she's kind of, you, you see some people come, no matter what, WWE, NXT, et cetera. And you see those certain people, you're like, yeah, they're going to get a belt soon. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to have the opportunity. So um, with that being said, my question is for you guys, and people in the chat is so there's certain wrestlers who uh, they're great wrestlers. Their characters are great, but they might have different beliefs. Does that does that change your liking of that wrestler? What do you mean by beliefs? Are we are we? My mind immediately thinks like political. Uh, I mean, the two or three wrestlers that come to my mind is definitely political, but just different beliefs. Like yeah. not like they're you know killing children or anything like that, but it's just a different belief from what for what for what is society's norm right now. Well, killing babies is where I draw the line. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I feel like I feel like in certain cases you can you can separate the artist from the art. You know, you can separate the beliefs from like the artist from whatever they got going on in their personal lives. I think when Nikita is that they featured her so much early on while she was still very green, and maybe fans didn't like that. On top of what you might find on social media from her past and what you might think of think of her. When I met her in person, she was a very kind person. We talked for a while about her ACL and we were able to kind of bond over the recovery aspect of it. So I think with certain superstars, if they have like a hard line in the sand, and I think if there's a certain superstar that was recently released that people are leaning towards, like, hey, are you you on that side? Um, like we talked, I think you guys echoed it earlier. Like that, that collective outrage can be kind of weird. Um, I pretty much just wait for people to show me who they are, like on certain, certain things instead of just our line and sand off rip. Um, I, I think, I think you have to walk in wisdom, right? I mean, and, and I say that because if you understand that there are certain opinions that could be costly, you have to decide if you want to pay that cost or not. You know, at the end of the day, when it comes to pro wrestling, obviously people, you know, are here for your personality and for what you do in the ring. I think you have to be aware if you're going to share certain statements, uh, what the cost of those statements could be one way or the other. And when I say one way or the other, I off, I've said it before, activism is expensive, right? So if you decide you know, hey, I'm going one way or the other with your activism. You just have to be prepared to rock with whatever the cost for that could be. Case in point, I had a scenario happen. Uh, was it earlier this year or no, I think it was last year. I think it was last year. And uh, it involved, you know, a scenario with a promotion that uh, was not very favorable. And I realized that I was putting my potential career on the line, speaking up for what I believed was right, knowing the environment that I was in, knowing what the potential backlash could be. But I weighed that cost because to me, the cause was that important, you know? And again, thankfully, things were handled in a way where, you know, there was, there was really no real collateral damage. But I think you have to know that going into it such that you're not shocked if you say something and certain people don't agree and it has a, an adversarial cost to it. So I think, you know, you just have to be wise with that kind of thing and, and know, okay, this opinion right here could be very costly. Um, am I willing to make it public or not? That's just the cause that, that everybody's got to figure out. I think TK is looking for directions or maybe she's looking at another I'm opinion. <laughs> I'm no, no, I'm not. I'm uh, multitasking, vlogging and doing the show at the same time. Cause you know, that's what we do now. That's what we do. Um, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Cause I, it's, it's one of those things where um, maybe sometimes you take wrestling too serious, meaning that like, it's it's entertainment and this person has great great athletic ability but then it's just kind of like you now get upset at this person because they might believe something different and now you want this person to like you know 
lose their job. It's it's a weird it's a weird um environment. It's a weird state that we're in because wrestling's a little bit different. But I I mean I put that with like basketball or any other sports, right? This person has like you know like Colin Kaepernick for instance, right? Great athletic ability. He got essentially like lost his whole career because he's standing up for a belief, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like. You know, I, I don't know. We could have done both. Like he could have still done that, but you know, that's where the money comes in. It's a very, it's a very, you know. I think this is definitely a conversation for somebody who has a PhD. But it's very like looking at certain things. <laughs> looking at certain things is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see where you guys are going with this. It's kind of the intersection of like who people choose to kind of idolize and be their role models versus like them just looking at them secretly seekingly just for entertainment and that's a very slippery slope to go down because people do idolize these wrestlers and kind of look at them like these larger life figures instead of people who actually matter and i hate to say actually matter but i mean like actually make decisions on everyday life in this world if beyonce came out and said i believe in you know more taxes like are you gonna stop going to Beyonce shows because she just believes in more taxes, or, or she comes out and says, "I believe that you know people who make a lot more money shouldn't be taxed as much," which is more of a Republican type of um, mindset. Are people not gonna go to her, like support her anymore because she believes that for her money and her family? Like it's very, you know. Um, it's very interesting. And then you have a lot of people, because we're in this era where everybody can speak, we have a lot of people who don't speak up because of the fear of getting canceled or losing their livelihood and stuff like that, which is another interesting place to be too. So it's very, you know, we've gotten way off of women's wrestling, but you know, I just found that really interesting. Yeah, it, it is very interesting and it is indicative of just kind of the society that we're in today where, again, if you are a popular figure or a celebrity, which is a popular figure, basically, and people have come to find a connection with you, then people, for whatever reason, find interest in what you think about other things. And uh, I don't know that our society right now is in a place emotionally to allow two things to be true at the same time. Meaning, I don't know if people are willing to say, hey, you have a different political belief than I have, but I can still like you for whatever I came to know you for. It's right. it's a whole different thing, which again, gets past women's wrestling, but it is a thing. It's a good so, reminder to tell people, like tell fans, like you don't know these people in real life. <laughs> right, and you may not want to know them in real life you know like that's the thing for i'll say this and then we'll leave hulk hogan is an amazing example of this how you know many people were on the hulkamania train until those tapes came out and when those tapes came out he was very much like well hey listen brother you know like they shouldn't have got me like this but the power of hulkamania is what it is and there's a, a group of people that just say hey this is who you are. It's not who we believed you to be, and we can't rock with you. So you just have to always be aware of the cost of whatever it is that you're going to say. Now, one thing I can tell you is that we're out of time. So uh, let's talk about how you guys uh, can reach our crew. Said, how can they reach you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at said says. That's like it reads right here. Instagram, said is the answer. If you want to read my journalism works, uh, cedricdwelton.com. I also write for dailyddt.com as well as WWT. Uh, if you see me at Raw tonight, say what's up. There it is. Oh, you're you seen in the streets? You going to come out in the streets, said for Raw? Yeah, I got to represent for the medium, meaty men. <laughs> <laughs> TK. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Um, you can find me on everything at uh, TK Trinidad, everything and everywhere at TK Trinidad. Um, yeah, we are going to be talking about uh, the wrestlers sometime this week. So definitely stay tuned our, to our social media for all of that. Um, a lot of interviews, a lot, a lot, too many interviews. 
a lot of interviews are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, so be stay tuned to our social media for that. And the reason I say that is for our day ones, our folks who really rock women's wrestling talk, there's going to be a membership component where you can watch the interviews before it goes to anywhere else. And this is not like an upsell. This is just like, yo, I recognize it. You guys could be the first. So stay tuned for that where how you can just sign up to be part of our WWT squad. You can get the interviews, a lot of different shows, all that stuff, exclusive stuff, um, as well as some free merch. So mm. just saying. Um, so stay tuned for that. All that's coming down the pipeline this week. Awesome. Of course, you guys can reach me at Bonnerfied across all the platforms. All my commentary work is on uh, with Southern Honor and IWE. You can find on IWTV. Battle Slam is on Fight TV. All Things Nightmare Factory on YouTube. And of course, on all of these wonderful spaces, make sure you are checking us out at www.talkpod.com. All of the great things are happening on the website and make sure you're following us on the socials at www.talkpod for all of the things that we've mentioned. And uh, stay tuned because you'll definitely want to find out how you can become a member of all things exclusive connected to women's wrestling talk shout out to everybody in the chat jd ron dylan boza bobby oh man there are so many people in here today and i don't want to miss anybody but i'm sure i just did jeffrey and sindel and and all of the good people it's great to have you rolling with us make sure you're hanging with us because we will be back on wednesday for more great conversation connected to all things women's wrestling talk we are oh we, oh, yes. oh and also like said did say i'm i'm on my way to raw too so if you do see me uh, say hi. Don't don't like come up to me. Like just wave so then I know where. Cause you know I'm not from the streets, but yeah. So you know, a hugger. TK is a big hugger. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> that look says otherwise. But I'll be at Ross, so look for me. I'll be wearing the shirt, so obviously. But that's where I'm headed. So yeah. Great representation uh, at Monday Night Raw for our team. So make sure if you are there that you holler at the team. So until next time, family, we will see you guys later. Representing for the whole team, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. <laughs>